What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of Fan Expo After Hours, the official Fan Expo HQ podcast. My name is Owen Reardon, and I'm one of your hosts of this show. Joining me, somebody got snapped away. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That is the only Thanos. Avengers reference we're making on this episode. <laughs> we're in the, we all, we're in the end game now, people. <laughs> Sitting across from me on this lovely table, Liv. Bright, sparkly, fresh metal around her neck. Noble. Hi, everybody. I did it. This is the first time I'm ever going to just use that nickname and I'm never using it again. Thank you. It was very long. It would take a long time to have introductions to other people if that was my nickname every time. We will give you some context into why she is yes. wearing. She doesn't wear a medal around her neck every day in the <laughs> or office. Or do I? Yeah, why don't we? Yeah. Someone who does around his apartment. Uh-huh. Kevin Boyd. I wear all the medals. Have you ever yeah. just worn <laughs> like? <laughs> have you ever worn like a hot toy around your? No, I've never worn a hot toy. So, and you're my... sitting on your shoulder. No, not really. <laughs> He's just like a pirate. He's a pirate of hot toys. Yep. So for those of you who are new to this channel, to this show, we of course are some of the fan expo team. We get together every week and discuss all the things going on in the world of pop culture. We're on YouTube. We have a video. A channel. Mm-hmm. We're on youtube.com slash fan expo HQ. If you want to find us there every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, or if you want to listen to the audio version, and guess what, people? We're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, we're on Google, we're on Stitcher, and guess what? We're on Castbox, the fastest growing platform oh. for oh, podcasts. A new one. That's a new exciting. One. I don't know what gas These people is, didn't okay. know it. I no. knew you wouldn't, and I threw it in there in my notes going, oh my God, we have something new. So yeah. Stitcher is now all news, but we love Stitcher, and it will forever be in our hearts. Yes. We are. Stitcher, like, still We're the exists, only like, podcast still on Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very excited Stitcher's about number one box. podcast. Okay, cool. So we'll remember to smash that like button, smash that share button, share with your family, your friends, mm. and on the YouTubes, Hulk that bell. Yep. We coined that phrase. You want to make sure you get those notifications. Don't want to miss us. We're pretty awesome. <laughs> that is enough <laughs> gloating about ourselves. Then, that was Canadian <laughs> gloating, by the way. We're okay. Hold on. Irish gloating. Oh, we're, the, fine. Know, we're, we're fine. Yeah. You're in. Let's jump into some guest news. Of course, we put on awesome shows for people around North America. And we do have some shows coming up that we are very excited about so soon so soon so soon we say it every week yeah. nobody knows the stress we're really <laughs> excited like we're really excited for you guys to come and experience the shows but there's so much to do mm-hmm. and there <laughs> was so, so little so time so excited <laughs> oh my god if any of you have a functioning <laughs> yes. TARDIS that you'd like to loan the Fan Expo HQ team we could have even better shows with one of those so do you think if someone mm-hmm. had a time travel machine they'd just give it to Fan Expo I'm no, pretty we, sure we just want to borrow it yeah. if you have a time travel machine you can let us borrow it and we'll return it to you literally five minutes later and it's not like you've lost anything we will not damage it um some guest announcements i think it's the best place to start let's start with the show down in orlando that i cannot wait to get down to because i need some sunny weather can you tell from my tan how sunny (laughs) orlando is (laughs) i I can i can um we had some voice and act voice actors announced today maurice lamar jim cummings mr winnie the pooh himself Mm -hmm. we have jess harnell and Craig Sipes. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. People who don't know me, I'm uh, I'm huge into my animation. I'm huge into my anime. I'm huge, huge into my video games. So part of the reason why I go to our shows, one, because I work for the company, but two, yeah. the guests I'm most excited about are the voice actors, and these guys are genuine sweethearts. Oh, it's the, they're the best. 
the, well, they're, everybody's the best, but like, <laughs> yep. they're almost I, as good as do the not, do not consider this <laughs> fan expo <laughs> ranking their guests, but yes, the, Kevin, uh, of course is our comics guy. So he <laughs> yeah. is not biased at all towards our, not comics. at all. No. I, mean, I don't know. Comic section is the best, of course. <laughs> Hey, uh, you get a best medal, and you get a best right. medal, and we'll you get, get a best stars. medal. We all get gold stars? Yes. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I want a medal. Someone, some people who appeared in the movie that came out last weekend, mm-hmm. in our show in Calgary, we knew that one Zachary Levi was coming to the show. But then we blew it up. We plussed it up, yo. We plussed it up. The number yeah. one movie in North America this weekend was what? Say the one. Us? <laughs> no, that was Shazam. two weeks ago. Shazam, ladies and gentlemen. Showgirls? <laughs> and we wanted to keep it relevant. So mm. we are also bringing Jack Dylan Grazer and Asher Angel to Calgary Expo. So if you are coming to Calgary Expo, you're going to get the whole Do you know who's Shazam. super funny? Shazam. Jack Dylan Grazer. He's that so funny. That man is actually yes. a comedy genius. Do you know that he wrote most of the jokes in It? That the other kid, like any of the ad lib jokes that That's the other the other kids, he wrote that yeah. he wrote them on the on set. He ad libbed, and they were like, "That was mm. funny. Put it in." Yeah, Liv and I were lucky to go to the Shazam activation that was here in Toronto, the fan mm-hmm. experience, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. And on that red carpet, just Jack Dylan Grazer, it just like exudes comedy. Like it's just the way he interacts with his fans, everything. He's just like it's he's, so natural. He's going cool. to be a rock star, like. He already is amazing. But he's like, a great dresser. as he, as he's he gets older, dresser. he's going to be one to watch. And let's get on with the oh. guest announcements. Can you buy stocks in a person? No. Isn't that like, this, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm slavery just, or something? <laughs> well, JDG, this, uh, if you have an, a corporation that you'd like to publicly trade Fanex out, Boston got some awesome <laughs> guest announcements today. Yes. Two, in fact. Two amazing oh. voice actors. Fans of the Transformers series. We got Frank Welker and... Peter Cullen, Peter Cullen, which yeah. is pretty, pretty mm-hmm. huge. The announcements have gone down very well. We, of course, have them at a couple of other other shows, but everyone in Boston seems to be loving that announcement, and I am loving that announcement. Yep. And do you know what I saw over the weekend? I saw Bumblebee. Oh, yeah. While we're on oh. the topic of Transformers, yeah. that movie was good. Yes, that I've movie heard was that quite it's good. good. It I was quite good. It too, yeah. yeah, I haven't yes. seen it yet, but it was the first Transformers movie that I. Saw a trailer for and went, wow, I actually kind of want to see that. Well, it's directed by Travis Knight, who did Kubo mm-hmm. and Two Strings, mm-hmm. which is yeah. just a masterpiece. Yeah. And kudos to them for changing the designs of the Transformers so we could actually see them. Yeah, that's good. A movie with great designs. The Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> Their Segway. CG was fantastic. <laughs> of course, we have Sean Astin, Kiefer Sutherland, and I know, well, I love him as shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> we of course have the trio from the cast of the Goonies something that I do need to touch upon for Fan Expo Dallas actually you said Corey, you said Kiefer but it's Corey, Corey oh it Feldman. is Corey it is Feldman. Corey Feldman yep. that's my mistake Corey Feldman it's so easy Kiefer is down in Orlando we get all confused yep. with the Lost Boys we got the Lost Boys coming to show well we're too. pushing the Goonies we're pushing the Lost Boys yep. mm-hmm. pushing 24 what else mm-hmm. has that man been in all the things all the things something we're doing new this year down in Dallas Oh, a test yes. for us. Digicon, the digital monsters. Are you watching us on the internet? Perhaps you watch other people on the internet. They're probably going to be at our show. Yes, yeah, so this is something that we are, uh, it's it's kind of, it's brand new to Fanex, mm-hmm. but we of course have had um, internet guests before, internet personalities, but we've decided just to take things to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're we're inceptioning the crap out of it. We are putting a show within a show. Inside a show. 
So we, of course, have a new show this year called Digicon. That is going to be mm. placed within Fan Expo Dallas. Yeah. And there are some really, really awesome guests from different backgrounds. We got dance, we got fashion, we got comedy. So yep. if you want to see the full lineup of our Digicon guests, mm. what you can do is, in this video, you can go to the bottom and in the description and, and change my voice and to do this. What? And, yeah. and click the link. <laughs> and click the link. So <laughs> for all of our guests, for all of our shows, what I'm going to do in the description below, I'm going to leave a link to the guest pages and check them out because there are so many guests coming to show many, mm -hmm. show many, so many of our shows <laughs> this year. We just throw an extra H's in. That's how many yeah. people. It would be coming. like doing all the countries in Animaniacs if I were to try and name off all of the guests for all of our shows. Yeah. One day we shall write a song and have Rob Paulson sing it for us. <laughs> okay. Does he know? Um, well, I'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> in, I'll ask him in, in Calgary. Calgary, well, yeah. I'll ask him in Calgary. CGI has he gotten pretty it. good. He's really nice. <laughs> I'm all about the segues today. Mm -hmm. CGI has gotten pretty good. Anyone see that Lion King trailer? I did, yeah. Oh, I saw it earlier. my dear sweet baby Jesus, it is pretty. And it's going to make a billion dollars. There we go. Yeah. All the money. <laughs> yeah. So that's a... I, I was reading reports coming out of Cinecon, CinemaCon. And they they viewed or they screened a few scenes of this movie. And it was the number one report that everyone kept saying was, dear God, the amount of money Lion King is going to make this year. Yeah. Mm. Just from those, mm -hmm. just from getting glimpses of how good the CGI is. Kevin, you made a point to me before the show, though. Yeah, I mean, James Earl Jones is playing uh, most, uh, the father. The Mufasa. father line. Mufasa, Mufasa yeah. yes. Not Mustafa. <laughs> Mustafa. <laughs> That's I, the old I, Spice I have a guy. Guest name there. <laughs> um, but they didn't bring Jeremy Irons back for it. Um, another actor is yeah, playing Scar. I, I, that was the one thought that I had watching that trailer was, oh man, like, I wish they had kept Jeremy Irons mm -hmm. too. But I think they were very specifically trying to go a different direction with everything. But like, how do you replace James Earl Jones? You just can't. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel the same way about Jeremy Irons, but I understand why they went a different direction with everybody else. But yeah, that mm -hmm. was the one thing I was like, mm, I miss, miss Jeremy Irons. Do you think this here. is too literal of a remake for, for you as the ultra fan? Like, I'm not At bothered. first I did. At first I really did. Um, I, I, was, I saw Jungle Book and I was like, eh, okay, sure. But, I mean, the original Jungle Book was made, like, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, sure, it's time. But for this one, I really wasn't sure. And then I saw this trailer, and I was like, nope, mine changed. This is this is Disney making like the movie. Like this one or the original uh, teaser that came out around the Super Bowl? This trailer that just came out mm -hmm. today. Today? Yeah, right, today, it came this out morning. Today. I watched it this morning. Uh, it, it changed my mind completely because this took it to the level of – this is what Disney would have done if they had the technology at the time. And this is bringing it back to you. Okay, no, like we are going to push the envelope with CG and we are going to create an artistic masterpiece. I don't know how I have felt about the live action remakes with human actors, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. this is a different thing. This is giving you a totally different visual with the same story. And I hope that they do change it enough that it's not a line for line, shot for shot kind of situation, that they just kind of keep the story. I think John keep Favreau the has enough sensibilities to I know hope so. not to. They seemed to do mostly that with the Jungle Book. I, I mean, I didn't love the Jungle Book, but uh, it did differ a little bit from 
the original cartoon. So I hope they do that. But really, I think it's going to give something that is kind of like a tasty visual treat to all the nostalgia people. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I was a teenager because Lion King came out when I was already a little bit older than the demographic it was intended for. And I remember just, you know, it was the advent of the end of VHS, the beginning of DVD, and Mm -hmm. everyone with kids that I knew, my younger cousins, everything. It was just Lion King, Lion King, Lion Mm -hmm. King, on repeat everywhere. If you went to the parks, literally everywhere you looked, someone was singing Circle of Life, and it was almost to the point of ad nauseum. So there is a huge generation where Lion King was their Little Mermaid or their transformative movie experience Mm -hmm. as kids and those people are now old enough to be bringing their own kids and so I think it's going to blow open a whole new a whole new audience so I'm actually really excited about it now I was on the fence before but Mm -hmm. very intrigued I'm definitely going to go see it I think out of you know when I can because <laughs> it's coming out in the summer right before Fan oh, Expo Boston and Fan Expo Canada we will, we will yeah. 100% make time I think out of any of the live action ones this is the one that I'm most looking forward to yeah you know Dumbo well, because it's not its live action yeah it's it's still animated <laughs> it's an, it's enhanced CGI oh, therefore you can only go higher like where live action you might have something lesser than what you were able to create with animation. It's live action. It's live action. Uh, You're telling me Thanos wasn't real? You mean um, that wasn't Josh Brolin in prosthetics? You know, I'm not going to do this in public, but we should probably talk after the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you ruin everything? Santa's not real either. Whoa! Uh, sorry. What? Sorry, I didn't ruin that for you. Why do you sorry. have to crush my um, soul on live I'm, I'm, audio? I'm, I'm I gotta a, put a disclaimer on this I'm video. I'm sorry. Right? I'm sorry. YouTube actually Santa has a Santa segment. Santa actually appeared in Shazam, as far as I remember. So, yep. Where to yeah. spoil Shazam for me? Like, I thought you watched I'm it. I'm spoiling everything. No. <laughs> I'm on the fence about Lion King personally. Really? I'm still not sold on it. I think it'll make a boatload of money, and I think it will appeal to the demographic of people who are, saw it as a child and now their children can mm-hmm. see it with them. I, but I've seen the movie, and I love animation. So for me to go to a computer-generated movie with animals, I'm not mm-hmm. excited. Yeah, I think so. if you asked me, was this movie necessary? Totally not. Like, I would have been just as excited, if not more excited, to see them do the same, like, apply the same technology to a brand new story. Mm-hmm. But... Is it, does it look stunning? Yeah. Do, am I probably going to come out the other end appreciating it maybe even more than the original? I think maybe so at this point. Don't we, I love the stage version. The yep. stage show oh, is amazing. I hate it. I thought I hate it was it. creative <laughs> and interesting. Controversial Julie. opinion. I really like I know. Julie Taylor. I really, really, it was fun. Hate it is a very strong word. It was fine. Were yeah. you in love with Lion King as a kid though? Yes. Because you're exactly that age, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you... If you compare, you, you have to, <laughs> you have to definitely take things in and of themselves, especially when it comes to stage productions. But I loved it. I didn't see it for a really long time, but then mm. when I did, I was just like, "Whoa, I love you, Julie Taymor. You're amazing." Liv, tell us about your medal. I'm a medal, guys. For audio listeners out there, she is wearing a biggest medal around my her neck. Fancy bling. Mm-hmm. I should show it to the camera instead of just keeping it in my lap. Um, so <laughs> who's on the medal? This medal features the the rival characters from Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Uh, I spent the last few days of my life in Orlando, Florida. Here, I will take it off gingerly to not wreck my horrible Florida frizzy hair. Uh, Yeah, I went to Orlando this last weekend, uh, as you can tell by my gorgeous tan. (laughs) 
<laughs> my British skin. Riveting for all your um, listeners. <laughs> I'm very still Patsy White. But there's no time or place on the back of this. Did you just steal this from someone? <laughs> no, I just didn't get it engraved down there because it was very expensive. So I'm going to uh, get that done here. Uh, so... I participated in the Star Wars Rival Run half marathon that was part of the Rival Run weekend produced by Run Disney, sponsored by Otterbox. Thanks, Otterbox. Uh, <laughs> it was... For all your otters' needs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was an event that uh, they... Is that like as a we, litter box for otters? <laughs> 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 uh, as we mentioned briefly on the podcast last week, they do four major run weekends per year, and this is the Star Wars-themed one. It is a nerd athlete's dream. Uh, Nerdly. I only participated in the half marathon, but there were two Yo, other runs. Everybody down there is, kept saying, stop saying only. And I'm like, oh, no, no, it, it is. is it's a big deal. It is impressive. <laughs> and I am not a runner by any means. I have spent the last so many years of my life being rather sedentary and having a great metabolism when I was younger. And I decided last year that as a personal challenge to myself to get off the couch, to get away from my desk, that's the real problem because I spend way too many mm -hmm. hours a day at my desk um, and get my cardio back in shape, you know, do something for me. And this was my incentive to do it. I could go to one of my favorite places being the Disney parks and participate in something super nerdy. This is a Star Wars theme and I cannot imagine running a half marathon in any other capacity because dear Lord, I would be bored to tears because running is not exciting. <laughs> you're just So how is this any difference to... So if you're curious... I'm just imagining like Star Destroyers at the halfway mark. Literally, yeah. the, it is themed yeah. every moment of the run has <laughs> some sort of thing to take your attention. Uh, at the start line, you've essentially got a giant party happening. You've got characters that you can take photos with. They have Star Wars themed entertainment. They show you clips of the movies while you're waiting in the corral. Oh, sorry, they have, yeah, while you're running. Little they, cantina band. There is, the there is um, a manufactured storyline for the run. <laughs> for this one, it was the rival run, and the concept was uh, your attempt. You're being recruited by the First Order, and if you're running, okay, for so the, there's a narrative if behind. If the you're run. running for the dark side, then you are attempting your training to join the First Order legitimately. If you're running for the light side, then you're running to attempt to join the First Order to infiltrate it on behalf of the rebels. Mm. So you don't you get to choose a side and you're running bibs and everything. Can I just, uh, just interrupt and yeah. just say, like, this is extraordinary from Disney's part in terms of the little details that mm -hmm. go into everything. Yes. It's, you know, mm -hmm. if, uh, have you done the void... Um, I have not. I've okay, so to come to Toronto. It's, but it's in Toronto yes, now. Yes, I yeah, know. So the void part of the rec room, and they have it down mm -hmm. at um, Disney. They had it at Disney. They still have it at Disney, Disney Springs. Springs yep, is the and right they have, one, yeah. So um, that's where I did it in November. But it's yeah. even the little things of like Cassian debriefing you on a mission that happens, okay. I think, right before like Rogue mm -hmm. One or something. And you wouldn't think it. It is like it is canon. But to put. This is probably your canon now. Your Star Wars canon. I'm part of the canon. I ran. I joined the First Order. I was dark side all the oh, way. I was like, I was get out of the ask. way. I did run you dark side. You are sporting red. Uh, I wore Praetorian Guard red. I am going to share some photos on my Instagram. Uh, I'm still waiting for some of them to filter in from the official photos. They have to match them to your bib, and it takes a really long time. But as soon as I get those, I'm going to start sharing them so, so like everybody can take a look. General Hux or something like that? I, <laughs> oh, I sh If I could have just carried <laughs> Donald Gleason on my back, I would have. I love him. 
Um, and yeah, so every step of this run is themed. You get, I was really happy because my corral, when Argon went off, we got the Imperial March and I was so stoked. Was <laughs> so it a- you run across the star line to the Imperial March and then along the course, <laughs> um, they, the first half of the course is in the dark basically because the sun hasn't come up yet and it's all on back roads at Disney. So they've got speakers blaring John Williams music. They've got sections where they have giant screens where they're playing clips from the movies. They have sections of a tree-lined road where they have lights going off in the trees like you're under attack and like Ooh, that's phaser incredible. noises. That's awesome. They have yeah. parts where they fog out the road and so there's lasers everywhere and you're running through lasers. Uh, there are approximately every mile or so there are photo stops. So you've got uh, something from everything from Darth Vader's throne to uh, <laughs> stormtroopers off this the side of the road. Yeah. This um, isn't a marathon. No, it, it is no, a no, themed. It's, it's, it is a themed event, and yeah. you don't run a marathon like this to make a personal uh, best. You do it for the experience. And there's a lot of people who say that these particular Disney events change their outlook on fitness. They change their outlook on what they're capable of doing because it gives them an incentive to do it that isn't just I want the finish medal because anyone can run a marathon anywhere for a finish medal. This is the thing that they say, I want the experience and they go. And I highly, highly recommend it. Um, There wasn't a moment. Every time I thought I was getting bored, there was something else to entertain me or there was a cast member that Disney calls their staff cast members that was in either costume. They had um, like uh, ambiance performers dressed up as rubble, uh, soldiers or first order guards along line. They had uh, the five hundred first was all there participating. They were stationed at different parts along the route, cheering you on, telling you you were almost at the planet core and you had to make it. And you know, so every time you you think that you're about to give up, something else is there to pump you up and get keep you going. And it was totally amazing. And at the finish line, they have more photo opportunities for you. And yeah, it's it's absolutely the coolest thing. And I'm I decided last year I was gonna do this. It happened to work out that I was able to do it between shows because that's the biggest kicker is whether or not. So what it would you overbugs. change about The Last Jedi? <laughs> more, more, more hucks more hucks <laughs> I love I love hucks uh, I actually uh, ran in a shirt that was uh, that I, I made that said Praetorian Guard Plasma Weapons Safety Training Unit and said only you can prevent uh, drapery fires on the back oh <laughs> so uh, yeah it, w- it was a pretty awesome experience and I have to say as someone who is not a runner who genuinely went into this not having any clue whether or not I was even going to finish because that's a lot like 13.1 miles in Florida heat which I've never run in and it was hot uh And I did it. I did it. Like the people around you and the ambient, you just can't give up. Like you're, you're in it and you're going to do it. So Mm -hmm. like, if you think that this is something that interests you, even if you're interested in other things, Disney has other runs. They have a princess uh, run weekend. They have the general marathon week, which is specific to like the fab five Disney characters. And then they have a a wine and dine run in the fall, which is uh, really centered on like Remy from Ratatouille and Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, food themed like definitely try it if you're not sure that you could do a half marathon you can start with a 5k or a 10k and work your way up but it is so rewarding to be able to do something super cool and nerdy that speaks totally to your fandom and have so much fun doing it but then also come out at the end of it saying oh my god I just did something 
that three days ago I would have thought impossible. So you like if I can do it, you can do it. So now don't they have superhero themed ones too? Um, they used to have Marvel ones mm-hmm. in Disneyland. They can't have them in Florida because Universal Studios actually has an uh, in, in perpetuity contract with Marvel to be the only attraction featuring Marvel superheroes in Florida. Mm. So they can't bring the Marvel runs to Disney World. But we're hoping that they do start the runs again in Disneyland. Right now there's still much construction with Galaxy's Edge and the city of Anaheim and everything. Mm. They've stopped doing the runs temporarily. Mm. But they also have them in uh, Disneyland in Paris. So that's an option. And if you do a North American run and a Paris run, you can get a whole other challenge medal called Castle to Chateau. Uh, and then I, I don't think that the Asian parks will start doing them because most of them are owned by not Disney. Uh, but definitely it's amazing. Like, And we have our own. We do exactly. Super if you're, if you want to have a, a taste of it and mm-hmm. get off your couch and do something kind of nerdy, like throw your cosplay on, I do recommend running gear cosplay. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't go crazy with the fur uh, or the armor. The okay, I have 18 minutes to get us <laughs> through. Yeah, do it. I have 80 minutes to get us through. Do the runs. Do <laughs> all, do all do the, the running. Runs. Do the runs. <laughs> so yeah, get the runs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hot runner tip: take yeah. a modium before you go to the, before you hit the start line because so someone else who took a modium before he started <laughs> filming Star Wars Episode Eight was Ryan Johnson, and he has come uh, out and said yes. that he does not care if Ryan or J.J. Abrams retcons his movie. Mm-hmm. You know what's awesome about that is that I'm just coming straight to you, Kevin, because you love the last. Jedi. Why does why does anyone care what <laughs> Ryan Johnson thinks? <laughs> Because did anyone ask, I'm sure people did actually, considering the fact that they generate these articles all the time, I'm sure someone went to JJ and said, hey, do you care what Ryan Johnson did to what you did in Force Awakens and not quite following exactly the plan that you laid out? Uh, And I'm sure that JJ said, I'm completely fine with it because it's, you know, this is it. This is Star Wars. This is how we work. Yep. Uh, This this whole trilogy is a relay race. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's basically, here's a baton, do what you want. Okay, I'm handing it back. Now you can fix it or it's an, whatever. It, it, it is from a script point of view. It is kind of interesting. Of course, Kevin is not the biggest fan of The Last <laughs> yeah. Jedi. I have come out and said that I love mm. it. But people were upset at one of the one of the things. Spoiler was Ray's um, parentage, which turned out to be. Or at least what we think her parentage is. Because well, really, she just says what her gut feeling is, and Kylo Ren kind of goes yeah, with it. But there's no, nothing factual. Well, she looks into vision yeah. for her parents, and she mm-hmm. finds Not herself. Exactly. So I think that means something. Yeah. I think that when she went looking for her parents, it merged and became an image of herself. So what does that mean? The only thing you know, need from them is right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... It's interesting. I think it was huge, huge task for J.J. Abrams to come in, try to make sense of and move forward with what Ryan Johnson make did. But of. at the same time... <laughs> what the hell is this movie? <laughs> well, in, in terms no. of bringing it back to no, some, going in a direction that he wanted to because it totally changed the direction from where he was taking it with Force Awakens. Right. And so to, do, to have to do that... And also tie up a trilogy and also tie up a nine movie saga yeah. 
is a massive job which, for anybody. Why, which why the the not having the outline from the very beginning. It seems it crazy doesn't work to me. in it actually doesn't work in this scenario. Like I love the Last Jedi, but you are right. It is tying yeah. together uh, the Skywalker saga. And it's so and so strange ways, to me that Last they didn't. Jedi. Sorry, I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't it's okay. Go ahead. Finish. No, I was just gonna say when <laughs> you Canadians ha- are the when, most polite people when ever. Marvel, I love you all. When you have like Marvel producing fully f- fleshed out, yes. integrated sagas in like the Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. or, um, like that. You have Kevin Feige doing that over here with Marvel and Star Wars is such a much bigger, like they could have done whatever they wanted with that mm-hmm. and they would have greenlit the budget for it. So why did no one say, let's sit down and figure out all three of these movies in one mm-hmm. go? Like yes. that doesn't make any sense to me considering yeah. what Disney's done in the past. Because the point I was going to say is Last Jedi to me feels like the last movie of a trilogy. Yeah. Everything gets resolved. Everyone chooses their sides. Yep. Um, there's no growth. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no visible growth you can see mm-hmm. happening. All you can see is rebuilding yep. and then seeing what happens from there. Mm-hmm. But now at least we get to see possibly an end to the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. with yeah. this. And of course, Luke dies, so we have to figure or out how does Luke he? figures. Yes, exactly. Or does he? My um, theory is he's coming back. My theory, he was summoned by the Jedi for a council meeting. And then they're going <laughs> to let him go off. What is this? Well, every Wednesday think, at Fan Expo? You know, the <laughs> exactly. other major, major elephant in the room with any of that planning was that they had very specifically laid out that, you know, Force Awakens was going to be Han's movie and Last Jedi was going to be Luke's movie mm-hmm. and th- as yet untitled was going to be Leia's, Leia's movie. She was be and now Leia general, is not... I think. She's going to be in it, but there's no possible way she could be in it to the capacity that they may have been planning. Right. So where do they go from there and how to like if that was the plan for the three movies do we need to go anywhere because Mark Hamill has come out and suggested that potentially there is some Star Wars fatigue Hmm. what are our thoughts I think that this is it's probably a good thing because on one hand Star Wars fatigue but we are getting 15 Marvel movies a year now yeah but every one of those treats us to different characters and a different story to build an entire universe that works together and only occasionally comes together. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why the Marvel universe works in a high volume, low time frame capacity. There's something for everybody. The Skywalkers, I think we probably need to be done with the Skywalkers. I will wholeheartedly agree. At least for a generation. I mean, you could revisit this guy okay, what, what were your thoughts later on Solo? On. So I, I liked Solo. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we needed it, but I still enjoyed what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the Disney had a, a, a good thing going with the Christmas release of a Star Wars film every yeah. year. Yes, I agree with that. And, and families planned for it. And I think by, and I know they did that because they wanted Mary Poppins to be the big deal last Christmas. So yeah. they, they moved Solo up to the spring. And part of that too was, I think last year was an anniversary year and they wanted to be on the same month as the first Star Wars and tie-in. But I think I think Solo would have done much better. I mean, really, Aquaman was unchallenged as far as yeah. genre film goes. That's uh, true. Last, like the Christmas time this year, or last year. So, so I think Solo would have benefited from uh, a longer wait. And I don't think Mary Poppins would have competed with it. Like, no. 
like those audiences are either going to see both or only one of them anyway. Mm. So it it really doesn't matter. Your families are going to see both mm-hmm. and like your genre fans are going to only see Star Wars and your Disney fans are going to only see Mary Poppins. So well, fatigue yeah. or totally not, fine. we are getting two new trilogies. Yeah. Which I'm very excited to see because a fan of the expanded lore and where the games went with like the the old republic knights of the old republic an amazing rpg series rumors are that the showrunners of game of thrones that's the oh yeah the the area the the area that they're diving into which is an incredibly interesting Mm -hmm. um time for star wars nobody really knows what ryan johnson is doing i don't think he's even started this yet uh, so there was a report that once he finishes whatever his current project is, yes. then he will start show. on the new stuff. Yeah, he showed that at CinemaCon as well, Yeah, I it's think. like murder mystery TV show. Um, is it a TV show? I don't know. It might be a movie. I can't remember. So my only thing would be um, how, do you, how do you make it Star Wars and not just science fiction? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these trilogies could just be science fiction movies. Mm-hmm. So how do you tie it in to make it Star Wars without the Skywalkers? Uh, I mean, you can have the elements of the Force and Jar Jar. the Sith, and Jar Jar would be great. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see a movie about the Trade Federation. That's what I've been waiting. <laughs> well, if you could do no. a series on Game of or not Game of Thrones, House no, of Cards, yeah, yeah, well, maybe. You can, you well, I mean, do. and we do have already significant expanded Is universe. I mean, I will be the first to admit I know nothing about the expanded universes. I have not been into Rebels. I have not like paid attention Rebels is to awesome. I'm Rebels not is doubting really that it is. I just haven't gotten into it and it's You've low on my priority your scale. That's too long. So I don't think yeah, exactly. Rebels and now I'm running marathons. So Rebels it, enhances. <laughs> it definitely exactly. enhances. Yeah. yeah. So I mean there there's enough there that they could continue stories in other ways. Like I'm kind of excited about the Mandalorian. I think that yeah. could be an interesting direction to go in. Yes. Um, I'd like to see more about characters like Maz Kanata or, you know, people who are these side characters that are very well fleshed out, but we don't ha- know anything about them other than what we see in the one. And I love that because if you sit down and read their essential like visual guidebooks, yeah. mm-hmm. all of these characters have these massive Oh, it's there. It's all there. Yeah. Like they don't create anybody lightheartedly. Every, everybody comes with a full backstory. So there's endless ways that they could explore this. And yeah. I don't think you have to rule out, you don't have to pretend the Skywalkers never existed or no. never make reference to mm-hmm. the events of the first three trilogies. But I think that at least for the length of a generation, we probably need to move on mm-hmm. in a storytelling yeah. capacity. Well, I think TV was where we'll see that yep. New Hope era mm-hmm. um, Star Wars live. Yep. And then movies will be something new. TV. Because we have Cassie and Andor as well, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we have the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. That hasn't been confirmed. I think that's a cooking show, though. Um, So I'd watch that. Give me a brief review on Shazam. You two saw it. Yeah. With. uh, you saw it the night of the fan experience. Yep, uh, I've of course, uh, I've talked about that. I love it. Um, I'm I'm gonna put like a spoiler warning in here. If you haven't seen it, I'm gonna because See, because I've said everything that I sign. can really say about it that, without giving stuff away about the plot. Um, I know that it was not a perfect. It was not a Marvel movie. Like, let's not pretend no, that we're gonna DC get a Marvel movie quality movie. Yeah. But. A lot of people are comparing it to Marvel movies, which is why I say that. But given that, that it is, is always happen. given that it mm-hmm. is a DC Universe movie, I thought this was fantastic. 
Um, it has its faults like every movie does. There are parts that I could pick apart. Um, there's been a lot of criticism about slightly all over the place pacing with it, mm -hmm. but it didn't bother me enough to dislike the movie mm -hmm. at the end of it. Um, and I thought it said amazing, amazing things to the audience about uh, family and the people in your life and teamwork and in ways that I thought like Star Wars was a good movie for young people to learn about that. The, the Wizard of Oz was about finding people in your life, finding the value in them see, despite their faults and like seeing the good and finding ways to move forward and use that not just to your advantage because that seems selfish, but like to work together to accomplish way better things. Um, there's a lot of messaging about the family you choose versus the family you're given. And it is... I, I loved it. I came out with my heart like three times bigger and not just because I got to watch Zach Levi for two change hours. Um, but I, I I thought it was great. Kevin, I, I'm I interested. Do, I do really wish DC would get a new CG studio though. Mm, but yeah. I know this is my worst, my worst complaint. Okay, so I liked it a lot. I thought it was a fun movie and I thought um, like Marvel movies, it had... Um, the, the hero enjoyed themselves. Yeah. It looked like this is something that DC films have generally been lacking in. Yep. The hero was having a good time. Mm -hmm. He enjoyed being a superhero. Um, I am glad that two nights before seeing the movie, I read the Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, uh, Shazam Origins trade paperback, which is the new 52 version, yep. which is what this is. Um, as a, someone who's very familiar with older versions of Captain Marvel, Shazam, um, this is not quite that character. Mm -hmm. This is very much, in fact, you could read Shazam Origins and aside from the fact that it has Black Adam in it, they switch Black Adam out and put in um, And The Dr. Rock has Savannah. been cast as Black Adam. Oh yeah. Correct? He has, and yeah. he came out and said it would be a very different movie if he was... Yeah, he felt that yeah. it would be, and, and it's it's true, the, the Black Adam origin is very dark mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it would have changed the tone of the film. And he felt it's better to do that as a separate story, mm -hmm. which uh, is smart. Yeah, he is actually an executive producer of Shazam. Wow. And he specifically, when they were looking at it, because they, they've been working on this project for like 10 years, he said, you know, I don't think that we can tell two full origin stories in one movie. These need to be two separate movies. And the studio agreed. But Suicide so, Squad pulled it off. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we will be getting a Black Adam. <laughs> And uh, then ideally Kevin that will come before the already approved and in pre-production sequel to Shazam. Yeah, so there's a sequel to Shazam and there's a Black Adam movie. Yeah. So we'll get quite a lot from this. So it is a step in the right direction, you feel, for where DC is going with their... Definitely. I mm -hmm. think if they can, I mean, yeah, like we, we got to leave the high level Marvel comparisons out of it, but it definitely, definitely it is a huge step in the right direction. There's, there's faults, but there, you know, it is a generally family movie. It's a bit scary and there's some depressing emotional content in it. So you'd be prepared to have conversations with your kids, but about things Parents like, big, big, things like adoption and death. But I did like there was growth. Yes, the, exactly. Billy All has the a journey grow. and the trying to find his mother and then what happens there yeah. and then finding family, there's mm -hmm. growth. And I, I think that I've you don't a, see that in a lot of superhero movies. I've heard a lot of criticism that, you know, the, sh the wizard Shazam character, you know, went through so much trouble to try and find someone who was pure of heart and then ended up just giving this thing to Billy Batson and he's kind of a jerk through a lot of the movie. Mm. But 
it's amazing to see that growth and see that the realization and development and the like the love start to happen mm-hmm. within him because he's a kid who's had a really hard life and he doesn't have that at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it can be very dark. Like like be prepared for that. You're probably gonna have to have conversations with your Kevin. Kids about another things. movie that you are seeing tonight. Thanks yes. for the invite. Really appreciate it. I got an email last <laughs> night saying, "Do you want to go?" And I'm like, "All right, I'll go." Yeah, Hellboy. Uh, Hellboy, yes. Of course, starring one David Harbour, who is coming yes. to many of our shows this year. What are you expecting? Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward. I'm going to the Canadian premiere. David Harbour is going to be there. Mila Jovovich is going to be there. Uh, I have no idea who else is going to be there, but it looks kind of cool. Um, I am on the fence because <laughs> I really did like the old Hellboy movies, but those were very Guillermo del Toro influenced. Yes. I see a lot more Mignola in this one, and um, I'm not quite sure. I've, I'm seeing Hellboy in David Harbour's makeup, but that's his job to sell me on it tonight when I see the movie. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping to see it this cool. weekend. Yeah. But that's what I said, is, said about Shazam last weekend, and I ended up watching four Marvel movies. <laughs> Instead. <laughs> yeah. I got to prep for that endgame. It's true. Mm-hmm. It is true. I really wanted to do, like, take one for the team and, like, be there for you guys and do the 60-hour... Marathon <laughs> before Avengers, but we have an awesome show to put on in Calgary, so that's not happening. Yeah. A show that is also coming up very soon is Fan Expo Dallas. And for our video watchers, watchers of the video, I've brought a bit of a show and tell, which I don't think you know about. I know about it. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, when I walked into the room, I oh. saw it. So <laughs> I was like, it's, it's I was like what is that doing here? I didn't think I was going to see that until so, Dallas. To help raise money for Parkinson's research as the cast of Back to the Future is coming. We want to do our part. So we're doing something really cool. People want the long version of it. Check out our Fan Expo Dallas Facebook page. We have just recently put up a post. The short version of it is the Friday, the evening at Fan Expo Dallas. Mm -hmm. We, of course, have an evening with Back to the Future, a special event at the show. If you haven't got your tickets, get them now. We saw it last year. It is incredible seeing that entire cast together. But we are doing a special auction for an amazing, amazing prize. So what I'm going to do is, I have the prize right here, so I'm going to throw it up on the table. I'm going to gingerly move your laptop out of the way. Yes. Crash. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a one-of-a-kind... This is a one-of-a-kind, I suppose I should describe it for the audio listeners. For your audio listeners, it is a one-wheel skateboard that is like bespoke design to look, oh, look at it on camera, to (laughs) look like the hoverboard from Back to the Future. Yes. This thing is incredible. It's custom-made for us by request in order to raise money for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Uh, There is one and there will not be more than one. Uh, so To sweeten the deal. Yeah. To sweeten the deal, the auction will be taking place. So this could be yours. Mm-hmm. This is also going to be signed by the entire cast yeah. of Back to the Future. So this is the ultimate... I can see Kevin salivating over there, just being like, oh. <laughs> you did the, talk about like, wanting a scooter. You can have them ride it. This thing is incredible. So we are 
expecting mm-hmm. a huge turnout for yes. our evening with Back to the Future. If you're unfamiliar with One Wheels, this I'm is take a, this off because this, this is yeah, massively it's very heavy, heavy, and we're worried about it rolling off and getting damaged. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with One Wheel as a company, they make motorized skateboards that basically look like hoverboards while you're riding them. So uh, all of the striping, That's everything cool. is mm-hmm. replicated from the original design from Back to the Future. It's incredible. I want it. I'm really sad that I'm not going to get to bring it home. Also, you can own something that I have just touched and it does not devalue it at all. It's It's true. If you put it in a request in writing, we might be able to get them to lick it for you. Uh, okay, let's you, end then it there. Then you can clone um, Owen. <laughs> clone <laughs> Owen. On that note. <laughs> on that note uh, Kevin, you got to get out of here. So why don't we wrap up the show? Because we have actually gone 40 minutes or so. What? Which is that sweet spot. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, always flies when remember, we're with you. it actually does. It really does. Yeah. For those of you who don't like do podcasts, it is. It's one of those things we have. There's like three other, four other items on this agenda that we have, but it just for another day. For another day, but then it's not news. Actually, no. I'll do one quick roundtable. So, a multimillionaire wants to do his very own Fortnite tournament on a private island. So it's essentially battle royale. What is your weapon of choice, and how would you fare? Bellari plasma I w- chain, I would probably set things no, on fire. Real weapon. <laughs> it's w- a real weapon. Have you not seen The Last Jedi? We didn't say what year this was. I would stay home and hope that Darwin rules. <laughs> In that case. <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, you know, the, the, the best survives. Okay, I'm so, going to go with like a real, a real a chain. For me, it's a chair and a computer. At home. He's gonna <laughs> <laughs> and I would pick the mighty Spork. Okay, so for <laughs> everyone... <laughs> thank You're you, everyone, love Toy for Story listening. 4. Of course, we are the Fan Expo After Hours crew. This show drops every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. You want audio, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google? Google? Stitcher? Stitcher. Stitcher. What's the, the other one, one called? CastBox. CastBox. I got it right. <laughs> and of course, we're on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Fan Expo HQ. Hulk all of those buttons. And until next week... Thank you.